Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. A new rental unit built in Coburg promised to provide affordable housing. The developer, Balder Corporation, constructed 71 units at the corner of William Street and University Avenue. It received a $15 million loan from the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, or CMHC. For this, it would provide 15 affordable units. It also received support from Coburg Council from its Community Improvement Program, or CIP. This provides numerous incentives including grants, tax breaks, and reduction of fees. Its purpose is to create affordable housing. Over three years, the town has spent $540,000 on the program. Recently, Balder was in the spotlight at town council. Concerns were raised over the number of affordable units. Balder met its affordable housing criteria of 15 units under the CMHC guidelines. However, town staff said the developer only met its criteria on four units under the town's definition of affordable housing. The town's criteria is different than CMHC. In this interview, you will hear Director of Planning Ann Taylor Scott and Treasurer Ian Davey explain what happened, why there are differences, and how Council decided to approve the CIP despite the differences. I'm so pleased to have with me today Ian Davey, Town Treasurer for Coburg, and Ann Taylor Scott, the Director of Planning for the Town of Coburg. Welcome both to consider this. Good morning, Rob. Can we begin with a very brief, simple outline of what the community improvement plan is? Let's start with you, Anne. Could you ex- just explain it in layman's terms? Sure. Thank you, Rob. So a community improvement plan is a tool um, offered under the Planning Act, and it is a funding tool um, for specific programs. And in this case, for the town of Coburg, it's an affordable and rental housing community improvement plan. And uh, that was approved in 2021. Um, So the affordable and rental housing uh, CIP in its short form, um, offers a a various toolbox of funding programs. Uh, There's quite a number, um, and it is intended to incentivize rental housing projects in addition to secondary units, uh, emergency and transitional housing, and affordable housing projects within the town of Coburg. Ian, how much money is allotted to the program? Uh, Rob, so it started with a budget allocation in 2020. So there's been a, a 165,000 in 2020, uh, 250,000 in uh, 2021, and another 125,000 in uh, 2022. So altogether, about 540,000 has been uh, allocated by council over those three budget years. 
And how does it act as a tool to promote affordable housing in general? Sure. So um, the community improvement plan document um, goes into a lot of details on the various programs that can be eligible for funding. Um, so there's <clears throat> a, a, a great list of what those programs are, um, and I'll just run through those quickly. And uh, on an annual basis, we encourage uh, the development community to apply for funding under these various different programs. So there's a rental housing planning and building fee waiver program. There's a cash in lieu of parking program. There's a development charge grant program, a property tax increment grant program. There's also very similar programs for secondary units, whether that's an apartment and house or a coach house um, and similar programs for emergency and transitional housing. So essentially building permit, uh, planning application fee waiver programs, um, and, and also construction grants and loans. So on an annual basis, we reach out to the development community uh, based on uh, funding approval in the budget. And uh, we encourage applicants to apply um, should they have a project that meets the criteria. Uh, then we sit down as a group of staff in the evaluation committee and we score the applicants and the applications uh, based on meeting the criteria contained in the CIP uh, document. Uh, so this is our, we're coming up onto our third year of application intake. Um, we had the first intake in 2021 uh, and the successful um, uh, applicant was the Balder Corporation for their uh, building at the south uh, southwest corner of University and William. Um, last year in 2022, uh, Trinity Group and their project uh, was a successful uh, proponent to receive funding as well as a selection of secondary units, um, uh, apartment and houses and coach houses that also received funding, which was great news. Um, we have yet to open the funding application window for 2023, but we anticipate over the next few months uh, that uh, application window will open. So it's a very robust uh, CIP. There's uh, various types of programs that a proponent can apply under, and certainly with uh, with budget approval and and the and the money set aside from council to fund these projects, it's an opportunity to incentivize those various um, key housing types that are identified in the CIP, like rental housing, like secondary units, like affordable housing, and like transitional housing. Sure. Ian, when did Balder first approach the town in regards to its development proposal? Um, Rob, I think it, it would go back to either 2019 or 2020, uh, it would have been shortly after the, not this most recent um, municipal election, but the one before that, when uh, affordable housing and, and rental housing in general first became uh, an, uh, an interest, uh, a high interest topic in the community. And uh, there was both of these projects, this one and the Trinity housing project were also um, being put forward at that time as uh, rental housing to increase the rental stock in the town of Covert. And uh, that's what actually led to the creation of the, uh, the CIP program, the actual background study, um, because it became very apparent that the municipality was quite limited 
in the sort of assistance that they could provide to a private uh, corporation or individual in terms of uh, without running afoul of the bonusing provisions uh, within the Municipal Act. And so that led to if the municipality um, really wanted to assist with these type of things, uh, that there needed to be the creation of the CIP project. So um, as to how much prior to that, uh, the Balder group, you know, I'm sure it dates back further than that, that they were actually acquiring land and, and doing all their work to lead up to the project. But uh, it, that, that's, it, it would have been either probably um, 2019, early 2019, in its presentation to town council, Ian, the company representative said that they were convinced by former mayor John Henderson to build affordable housing, that they had originally looked at, I think they said, senior housing. Is that true? And uh, were you or the town at all involved in that uh, conversion of their plans from a senior's residence to uh, uh, offering affordable housing? Uh I can't really speak to that one. Um, I'm not sure I wasn't privy to any of those conversations or a bit, but but again, Anne could probably speak to the fact that developers it quite often um, go through different iterations of what project they might be you know looking at or considering and and all sorts of changes leading up to what the actual finished product looks like. But specifically what discussions took place prior that, that was the first time that I had heard of that in their presentation the other night. When did the company decide it wanted to apply for the community improvement program? In other words, when did the planning department and other departments within the town start to interact with Balder uh, in regards to the community improvement program? Yeah, so we had a funding window open for the 2021 um, year for for funding through the CIP, and this was the first um, year that funding was available following the approval of the CIP document itself. Um, <clears throat> so we had four applications, uh, Balder being one of them, and so that application came in uh, mid to late 2021, and the application was for uh, a rental building uh, with a component of affordable housing units in in that facility. Um, so at the time, they indicated there would be uh, upwards of 15 affordable housing units with the balance of the building being rental. Um, so in total, there's 71 dwelling units. It was never intended to be a full-on um, all 71 units affordable housing. Um, there was only to be a, a component of affordable housing units. Um, so their application in 2021 did indicate that that they would meet not only the CMHC threshold of affordability, but also the town and the County of Northumberland's definition of affordability. The challenging piece of the definition of affordability is that uh, there's numerous definitions out there by differing organization, different le differing levels of government on what is defined as affordable housing. So to complicate matters, uh, CMHC has a different definition of affordable housing, different from the province of Ontario. Um, when they defined affordable housing in 2023, and different again from the town of Coburg and the Northumberland County definition of affordable housing. 
So uh, uh, can we can we just explore that a little bit further to really understand the differences? Because I know this is something that a lot of things hinge on is this mm-hmm. definition of what is affordable. Now, uh, there's already been a very clear uh, outline, you said, uh, for Canadian Mortgage Housing Corporation, CMHC, um, their definition of affordable, which the uh, corporate uh, company representatives have said they've met. How is the town's definition different? Right. So if you, um, the, the CMHC definition of affordable housing defines an affordable development as one where at least 20% of the units have rents below 30% of the median total income of all families for the for the area. Oh, wow. So that sounds really complicated. Can you, is there any way to say that a little more simply that we might all understand a bit better? um, So in CMHC's uh, position, uh, they would look at the the median total income of all families in the, in the Coburg area and rents would have to be low below 30% of that median income for families in the town of Coburg. So everybody that's that lives here, we, we all have an income. They look at that mm-hmm. and it could be from millionaires to people living in poverty. And they take somewhere in the middle, they take a, a number and that number is supposed to represent what you call the median or the middle income. And then it's 30% of that goes towards housing. A- a- have I explained that right? Right, rents below that thirty percent threshold. So, for easy math, if the median total income is, um, say, a hundred thousand dollars for the for the area, um, then uh, then rents would have to be below um, that thirty percent threshold, and then, but only twenty percent of the units in that development would have to. Uh, would have to meet that threshold. So it's not that all of the units would have to meet the definition of affordability, but only 20% of the units in the entire building. Okay, so that's the CMHC. Right. Uh, And so what would that mean to Balder? They would have to have how many units to meet that threshold? So to to receive the uh, CMHC funding, and the CMHC funding is, uh, just to be clear, it's a construction loan that Balder has has obtained. Um, so they have, uh, of the 71, they have 15 units um, that have to meet the CMHC criteria. And, and that was a $15 million construction loan that they received, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, I'll take your word for it, yeah. All right. Uh, and I'd come back to you and and now let's talk about the the definition of affordable housing for the town. How is that structured? Sure. So the towns and the county's definition of affordable housing um, is is more more stringent, more rigorous than both the CMHC definition and, and the and the province's definition of affordability. And this definition was created at the time of when both the town and the county were doing uh, and completing their affordable housing strategies. So affordable rental housing is the least expensive of a unit which the rent does not exceed 30% of the gross annual household income for low and moderate households or 
a unit for which the rent is at or below the average market rent of a unit in the regional market area. Um, so again, very complex. Uh, the county does post these rents on an annual basis because they calculate it annually. Um, because as you know, uh, income, household size, um, market areas are changing and are quite fluid. So to assist this process, they do issue um, what these average market rents are based on unit size. Again, not there's not one rent per affordable unit. It depends on the size, the number of bedrooms and so on. So, um, Ian, without that town's support, the money would not have been possible uh, for CMHC to give them the loan. Is that correct? In other words, uh, without the CIP, um, Balder would not have been able to, to get its funding from the uh, federal government. Uh, my understanding, Rob, is that um, with these projects, uh, there's an application process that any uh, individual corporation group have to go through with CMHC in order to be eligible for their funding. And uh, it's a it's a, all the all the applications are uh, rated and ranked and approved by CMHC, uh, depending on a point system that they have. And one of the criteria is the participation of other levels of government. So um, I believe that, you know, it was probably um, critical to their application that they could check that box to say, yes, the municipality is um, participating in this in some form. Ian, what was promised? Uh, Rob, I, th I believe that in the initial uh, conversations that it would have been the 15 uh, units probably that would have met the uh, affordable definition because again that's what they they had to have based on a 71 unit uh, building that to hit the 20 percent they needed to have that 15 unit threshold so that was um, certainly their intention at the start and that was the number that was discussed was the 15 15 affordable okay. units so building on that then the construction went ahead the building is complete. Now, when did the town staff learn that the status of the affordable units, when did that come to light? Yeah, so in their application form, to Ian's point, um, they did indicate that they would be meeting the, both the town and the county's definition. Um, so when the, the committee and staff evaluated the application, um, that, was, that was the understanding at the time. Um, we were not, um, we, we were not informed otherwise. We were basing our evaluation on the application form. Um, uh, and that was presented to uh, council last fall for their approval and endorsement of, of funding. Now, shortly after that, when the building uh, began to be, uh, began to become occupied and, and they were marketing the units, we had a number of questions and inquiries as to uh, the affordability of the units and some some serious concerns about you know how is this an affordable uh, rental building and we knew it was only a portion of the units but we started to dig a little deeper in consultation with Balder and that's when uh, it became more clear to us that through COVID and construction costs and the time of of uh, when they applied 
to when they started to occupy. Um, the 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 shift in in average market rents happened, and they were no longer uh, intent on meeting the town or the county's definition, but were relying on the CMHC definition, and that was binding them for their construction loan program. So that is uh, when it came to light to to staff was uh, late last fall. Um, early in 2023, when when we learned that um, there was about a four to five hundred dollars a month discrepancy per unit thereabouts between the town's definition and the CMHC definition. Ian, what if anything could the town do? Well, Rob, I I think it went it went back to council. Uh, council listened to the the uh, proponents um the repre representatives of balder came and presented and uh i guess at that point in time um council and the previous council had made a made commitments to the project in terms of uh funding some of these uh soft costs if you will um and um i think council could have made a decision that night to uh, and there was considerable debate to, um, you know, restrict um, the funding to cut it back to there was conversation of doing some sort of, you know, ratio based on four affordable units or whatever the number was out of uh, instead of 15. Um, but in the end, council decided not to do that. Um, what kind of message would that have sent to uh, any other builder or developer? Uh, coming forward, uh, who had received commitments all the way along, as we said, dating back to 2019 uh, from the town to assist with these projects. Uh, you know, that's, you know, what I'm not sure it would have sent a positive message and uh, to what we're, what the town is trying to achieve with the CIP program is to encourage this uh, development in the, especially in the rental units and, and also with the affordable units. So, um, you know, could council, I, I think council could very, could have decided to, to, you know, cut back the funding or restrict the funding at the end of the day. Uh, the council decision was to, you know, stay consistent with the funding. And uh, so that's, that's how we're moving forward. Has any of this resulted in a review of the CIP program and its criteria? It's important to remember, and I think the developer in their presentation to council mentioned it as well, that they uh, CMHC is is no different than any other lender. The the um, building owner operator have to be able to demonstrate to CMHC that they have a financially viable uh, project, and so they have to present their f uh, financial statements, their projections, um, to be able to show that this building is going to uh, um, produce enough revenue on an annual basis to cover their expenses, to pay their debts, uh, to repay the uh, CMHC portion of the loan, all those sorts of things. So uh, that really, you know, puts them in a bit of a, a constraint in that um, as much as they would very much, I'm sure, like to be uh, community minded citizens and, ke and keep the rents as, as uh, reasonable as possible they still have to be able to demonstrate profitability of the project. So I think that's, you know, going forward, um, you know, one of the things to keep in mind about projects such as this.
Were there any lessons learned from this situation? Were there any takeaways? Yeah, the one thing uh, to keep in mind is that <clears throat> at a staff level, we are working to implement the approved community improvement plan. And uh, uh, parts of that uh, incentivize rental housing at market rents, um, as you see in 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 many of the units in the Balder building. Um, certainly the CIP does endeavor to uh, incentivize affordable units as well. Um, those are sometimes more difficult to um, achieve uh, looking at it through the developer's lens. And I think the, the main takeaway is that having a purpose-built rental in Coburg is a win and it does fill a niche in the housing continuum and housing offering of, of different types and rent tenures and different price points. And it does fill a niche. The alternative and what we see with many developments is they wish to come in and build a, a condo and uh, create a, a, a condominium and sell those units and walk away. And <clears throat> so, and that does provide a challenge for for housing affordability when you think about um, future tenants needing to secure a mortgage and to actually purchase those units. So while the Balder building does not provide 71 affordable units, that would be utopia, um, it does fill a niche and a need in the Coburg housing market. Um, <clears throat> key takeaways for the CIP is to um, really understand the uh, the varying definitions of affordability and uh, for better or for worse the the various uh, the various definitions by differing organizations and different entities um, does make the program more complicated and it does make it more challenging and at the end of the day affordability is subjective as well which um, is something that we can't lose sight of and always to be mindful of um, what is affordable for you and I isn't affordable for everyone and um, but at the same time uh, uh, certain rental units are affordable to someone. Um, so we keep uh, trying to encourage affordable housing developments. And I know there'll be more coming online all the time. Um, but in this case, the the Balder building, in my opinion, does, does fill a, a housing need within the town of Coburg as a purpose-built rental with some affordable housing units. Ian, is there going to be a review of the CIP program and its criteria? Well, I think um, obviously this uh, project and this um, grant and loan uh, that's been awarded on this one comes out of the very first intake of the CIP program. Uh, as we said, we've had a, a second intake now, um, and then we're in the process of getting ready to do a third intake. And so certainly there'll be some um, review of of all aspects of how the applications come in, how they're how they're reviewed, how they get approved. Um, of course, you know one thing to keep in mind too with a big project such as this, as we see, we're you know we're talking about something that started in 2018 or 2019, and obviously things change in the project over the course of time till you know 2022 and now into 2023 that they're actually seeing those units go to market and be rented. So uh, lots of things can change um, during that time period 
uh, moving forward. But yes, definitely the the whole CIP program is something. I think it's it's constantly going to be something that's uh, looked at every time we go through it and reviewed and refined to see you know how it can be approved improved. And some people might look at what has happened and say the town screwed up. What would you say to those people? No, I think we are implementing the community improvement plan and we took, um, which uh, as mentioned, incentivizes uh, rental housing uh, as much uh, as affordable housing units. Um, that is the basis of the approved community improvement plan. Um, uh, what what uh, the staff report that recently went forward um, was uh, was an effort to clarify exactly uh, the the level of affordability and what definition the Balder building um, the Balder building is meeting, and it it uh, in my opinion made made a great effort on on clarifying exactly what the rents are and what definition and what criteria of affordability the building is meeting uh, to be clear and transparent clear and transparent uh, with the community as well. Ian, what's what's next for Balder? Um, I think that that's something you'd have to discuss with the Balder people, Rob. I'm not sure um, exactly where what their plans are moving forward. I think they're they're anxious to have this um, building fully tenanted and fully operational, and then um, where they go after that. Uh, I'm sure they. I'm sure this won't be their last project, and hopefully, it's not their last project in the town of Coburg. Uh, so, I, you know, I think, you know, the bottom line is that there's uh, there are 71 rental units uh, in the town of Coburg that weren't here five years ago, and um, you know whether the CIP program and the town funding uh, assisted in some way of bringing that about. Um, that would be something again that you'd have to ask the Balder. Uh, folks, but uh, regardless, it's a win for the town of Coburg to have those uh, 71 units uh, here that weren't here five years ago. Ian Davey and Taylor Scott, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. That was Ann Taylor Scott, Director of Planning and Development, and Ian Davey, the town treasurer. To get the full story from the perspective of Balder Corporation, you can go to the March 20th regular council meeting. There you will find a video on the town's website to watch a delegation of representatives from the company. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. 
If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.